Our second scripture reading today comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 through 11. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come? Or are we to wait for another? And then Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who you will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Boy, so many images this week, right, between these two passages. These are some of our favorite Advent images that we hear, right? We get stories of desert areas becoming rich and abundant with greenery. That water will just start flowing everywhere. That people who were blind can now see that the deaf are going to be able to hear. Boy, there's a lot of good stuff to hear here. And there's also this highway. And this highway has really struck me this last week, right? Throughout all of this, we hear about all this great stuff. And then it's like, oh, and by the way, there's going to be this highway... This road that people are going to be able to go on, and it's going to be safe. And you're not going to stumble off of it. There's not going to be jerks who are going to pull you off of the side of the road. This sounds like the most ideal road if you're going to work, right? Seems like it's pretty straight. Seems like it's pretty well attended. The unclean shall not travel on it, which I think of the person who, like, isn't paying attention, is texting all the time, and then runs and makes you swerve off the side of the road. That person won't be there. It shall be for God's people. No travelers, not even fools, shall go astray. So as we're on this Advent journey, we're starting to see the road that is going where we would hope. The Christ child and all the hope that we have at Christmas time reminds us of a world that will be completely redeemed and renewed and made better. And here, in all of these stories, these two together, in the midst of it, where do we start in Matthew but John in prison? Seems to take a turn for us. And the reversal here is striking. Last week, John is in the wilderness, and he's baptizing, and he's proclaiming a lot, and he's eating locusts and wild honey, and he's wearing camel skin, camel haired shirts. It's hard to find at Cole's. Not to say I've tried, but, you know, it's kind of a unique thing to John. But 
now John is in jail. And it strikes me that a prison is probably a place where one becomes a bit more circumspect. If I had spent most of my adult life out in the wilderness preparing my way, preparing the way for Jesus Christ and being excited for that, and all of a sudden being tossed into jail, I might be starting to wonder what this was all worth. He's given himself for a cause, John has, and now in prison he doesn't have the same ability, it seems, to serve. And he might, in fact, second-guess what value any of this is worth. And so he understandably sends out a message to be like, Jesus, I just want to be sure. Like, I'm in jail now. Are you really who you are? You can almost read underneath that to be like, was all this worth it? Was this going to jail? Worth it for me. And Jesus does not respond with just a simple yes, as Jesus is prone not to. But instead with a description of what is happening. Do you hear the resonance to Isaiah again? Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. We're on the highway, friends. We're going where we're supposed to go. Yeah, John, I am the one that you thought. And then Jesus speaks to the crowd. Hey, friends, I just gave word to John in prison. What's going on? Hey, when you went to go see John... Back a little time ago, did, did you just go on a sightseeing tour? Were you like, did you go to your family and say, you know what, we need to get out of town? I've got an idea. Let's, let's go to the wilderness. Let's go hang out amongst the, the reeds and we'll watch them shake back and forth. Jesus says, is that what you did? Did you just take a vacation? The answer, of course, is no. We were looking for something. What did you find there, Jesus then asks the people. Did you find something soft? The word there that Matthew uses, malakos, something weak, something soft, something meant to be coddled. Did you find something that you could kind of put your arms around and hold tightly? No, you didn't find that there, did you? Um, If you want that, Jesus is saying, you're not going to find that in the wilderness. That's going to be in the lap of luxury up in the royal palaces. If you want something soft and fuzzy, go there. But that's not where you went. What did you find when you decided to take your vacation into the wilderness? You found this grizzled, somewhat ridiculous-looking guy setting the highway. This is not just any prophet, but this is supposed to be the prophet that is supposed to set the way The place Jesus just told John's disciples about. The one where the blind are receiving their sight, the lame are walking, the lame are walking, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf are hearing, the deaf, the dead are raised, and the poor are having good news brought to them. That's what you saw in the desert. But by the way, Jesus says, all that stuff that you saw, this guy John, who is like the all-star of prophets, he's the last prophet that is mentioned. He is the low man on the totem pole of what's to come. 
The best that could be produced up to this point is the lowest of what is possible. So here we are. These two texts don't make it easy to try to understand what's going on. We have wilderness blooming on one side, and then on the other side we have John in jail. We have all this healing, but then we don't have easy comfort. You went into the wilderness and you met a guy in camel hair who isn't all as high up as you hoped for. Well, rats. We're journeying, friends. But we're not there yet. We've got quilts all over the sanctuary that are symbols of comfort in seats that I'm fairly convinced no one would say would be their number one choice of a place comforting to sit. Yeah, so, so it's kind of it's nice, but it's not exactly what you want. Believe me, if I could get like 120 lazy boys around here, well, wouldn't that be nice? I really wouldn't have to take it too personally when half the congregation was asleep during the sermon. But we did. We're journeying, but we're not there yet. We're seeking comfort in places that apparently have no business to show comfort. So let me tell you a couple stories. And these are just from this week, by the way. Um, Someone got a hold of someone here at the church. And sometimes we get calls, you know, from around the community at the church. And and we will talk to a couple folks. This is a single mom. She wants to have a chance to be out on her own. Now, of course, you hear that story all the time. Turns out some of the church, church folks here, some of the deacons got together and just got to know this person. She needed appliances because she had found a place to call home and she had managed to get her um, housing choice voucher to be able to work for this particular place. So she's got progress. She's she's looks like she's going to be able to make this happen, but she doesn't have appliances. And boy, how easy it is to find appliances that are affordable. I just don't have some lying in my backyard. Well, this week, I mean, this story started this week. By the end of the week, she had her appliances. One of the members of this church took her out shopping, made sure to get all the things she needed, groceries and, you know, other necessary accoutrements to make sure that the house was ready to go by Monday to ensure that when the inspector came, that there would be a place that they could approve so that she could be home. And boy, who doesn't want to be home for the holidays, a home of their own? So that's just this week. Just within like the last 48 hours, here's another story. You know, this was our family promise week, right? And so a bunch of us had kind of been there for dinner or had stayed overnight. We found out partway through that one of the nights here, no one had dinner prepared. I mean, that happens, right? People forget. It's not anything to take personally. But a couple members here, they actually went out of their way, canceled other plans, and they made sure that there was dinner. And the story Becky told me just this morning was how comfortable the room was, how pleasant it was to be with those folks as they sang a happy birthday to a 15-year-old at the Family Promise House who was celebrating. It meant, like, having to go to the store, having to go out of the way to, like, purchase other food for the day. And here's the thing. One of the things that... um, 
is so endearing about this congregation is that we probably won't tell those stories very often, but we should tell them and we should celebrate that good things are happening here. There are the type of stories that just float on by that go unspoken and uncelebrated. All of the quilts around us, these ones here, the ones that are behind you, the ones that you might still have at home because, boy, if this congregation does anything well, it's sending quilts out. So I'm pretty sure each of you have a quilt. There's one that I think is floating around here that's one that members of of our church when Abe was born, a green one there, that knit it together, and so when Abe was in the NICU, we could lay it on his isolate. There was comfort in that, that we knew that there were people that were praying over him just as that blanket was set over the isolate. These quilts we hold and are comforted by don't always tell the story of their creation, only of their comfort. Again, these quilts, they don't always tell the story of how they were made, but they will help you know that you are comforted in the end. Hours and hours and hours of work go by to create one quilt, but I don't ever hear somebody who presents a quilt I've never heard Judy or anybody say, like, well, I want you to know that this probably took us about 20 hours. So don't put this on the chair that you give to the guest. Don't toss this up into your guest room, but I expect you to put it in your living room. And I expect you to use it every day. No, we don't say that. Maybe we want to sometimes. But we don't. We say here. This is a gift. I know that right now you might be in the wilderness, so let this be a comfort for you on the journey. These quilts don't always tell the story of their creation, only of their comfort. Someone had to run the threads or someone had to knit the knots, but we see other things. When we look at all of these, when we hold our quilts near us, we witness their softness, the images on them. We are mindful that there are people who were willing to take the time without even knowing what our concern was at the time to care for us. Someone, though, had to do this work. Sadly, these are not just magically created out of nothing. It's not like one of those neat pills that you had the dinosaurs and all you have to do is put it in water and somehow it just creates a magical quilt. But these are hard work. The gift of our Advent journey are the opportunities we have to invite others to this holy way. A chance to be able to point to a road and say, do you know what's on this road? The blind are seeing again. The deaf are restored their hearing. The lame are walking again. And the poor among us have good Good news. 
It means that, unfortunately, none of us are drivers on the highway, but we're all a little bit of a hitchhiker, hopeful for a ride to a renewed land. It means, friends, that at times we wander in the wilderness to meet others. We're not expecting some sort of soft comfort. But we build relationships along the way with the person who is hoping for a new home, with the person who's celebrating their 15th birthday, with the family who is witnessing their child grow and grow. And we get to be a part of that. Every time we sing with each other, it's another chance to point to the highway and say, there is a place that is better. And it is happening. We meet around tables, we meet around the corner, we meet in the coffee shop, we meet wherever we are, and we live life with these people. Us people. And we help to guide them on the way. Maybe. It's saying, do do you know, I, I, I go to church, this place Old Stone, not the biggest church in the world, but boy, we seem to really care about each other. You should have seen this one Sunday. There were like like 75 quilts all over the place. It's a place where you could feel cared for. Listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but just want you to know, we worship at 1030. And we have this study at this time, or we do this thing. Maybe, maybe you just want to come by. There's a place to call home on this journey, and we are on the journey together. We don't get to stay on the highway. We head out and we let people know there's a place to call home. Now, maybe we stay too long in the wilderness ourselves. It certainly seems like John spent a lot of time in the wilderness. He did a lot of work, and so when he is by himself in the silence of his prison walls, he starts to wonder, is this all really worth it? Is this all been for nothing? And certainly we too in our journeys might start to say, is this whole Jesus thing actually worth it? Is it happening? I see too much bad stuff going on. I feel like I'm trying so hard to reach out to other people and it doesn't seem to mean anything. And so those are the times where those around us hopefully go out into the wilderness and remind us, just as John's disciples relayed the message from Jesus back to John. Yes, dear brother, what you had hoped for, what you worked for in the wilderness is happening now. There are good things happening in the world. Your work was not in vain. And if we're lucky... We too get to go back again. We work in the wilderness and we come home again. Our journeys don't have to be forever in one direction, but we come home and we are reminded again and again of a child who comes into this world that will love us and will remind us that we are never going to be alone again. That we are loved beyond what we can entirely understand. 
But that comfort and that care is not done without its share of work. But friends, when the patchwork comes together, it can be as rich and warm as all of these beautiful quilts that surround us. That moment that we can lift it up and say it is done, we can see our hard work, we can guarantee that it will be wrapped around somebody and they will know that they're loved. Boy, that's worth it. The hours notwithstanding. Friends, we're on a journey. We're heading to meet the Christ child again. We prepare, we anticipate, we look forward. Who else is out there today that just wants to know that they are loved? Who's out there, a fellow hitchhiker looking to get on the highway with their thumb out? And how do we let them know that we know the way? How do we offer our simple cloaks, our simple quilts? Let us keep seeking those moments. Celebrate birthdays with people we hardly know. Find appliances for people we might not ever see again. Because in those moments, friends, it's when we invite people to the way. Let's pray. Gracious God, just as these quilts surround us, we're mindful of your warmth as it wraps around us. Gracious God, as we continue on our Advent journey, may we carry these with us. Find those who are struggling to find the path. Wrap them with warmth and point them to the way. And all this we ask in your son's name. Amen.